Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which teaches you how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Van Levy. He's a mental health professional, social justice advocate, educator, and author. Van, welcome to our show today. Thank you. Yeah, my name is Van. My pronouns are they, them. Thank you so much for having me. So let's just dive in. I mean, in case our listeners don't know, I mean, what, what do you mean when you say they, them? So like when you said he is here, right, those are he, him pronouns. Those are for people who use he, him pronouns, whereas my pronouns are they, them. Some people have she, hers. There are an array of different pronouns that people uh, use. Um, and that's what you would use when referring to the person. And so they, them are the pronouns that are, are mine. So let's keep this as simple as possible because let's say I like to be as open as possible and to be open. So I just already, you know, showed my ignorance, right? So how do we apply this from a practical standpoint? This is a business podcast and we want to help people be better businesses to hopefully change the world, right? So just from the most basic standpoint, more of a maybe a historical lesson, where does it come from in terms of the the desire for people to start saying they, them, again, I don't even know enough about this. That's why I don't want to share more because it's just sharing more ignorance. So, so perhaps even just share more of like a, a brief history or a lesson for all of us to learn about that, that uh, perspective. So actually prior to people using he, him, or she, her pronouns, um, people actually use they, them pronouns. Uh, I, I don't know how many years ago, but a long, long time ago. He, him, are actually, and she, hers are actually more relatively new. Uh, and the way to, to really just engage with people without uh, potentially risking uh, engaging in what's called a transphobic microaggression, which is um, engaging in, in, in transphobic behavior without realizing that you're doing it. And oftentimes you don't realize it because the privilege we hold. And by that, I just mean being unaware of something that doesn't directly impact us. And it's really important for people to know, not just in business everywhere, but especially in businesses, that if you want to serve your community, that's, that means everybody. And there are trans and non-binary people everywhere. And so really paying attention to the gendered language that we're using. So, right, like if we, if we loop back to that introduction, it, even if you didn't know that my pronouns were they, them, it could easily just be said, you know, uh, Van's here to, to speak with us and then blah, 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 right? So it, it's, it's about noticing and creating an awareness of where we insert language that is very gendered and finding ways to remove it. Right. So if, if you're talking to a customer and you don't know what their pronouns are, you don't know what their prefix is, you don't have to engage in hello, sir. Hello, ma'am. You could say hello. Thank you for coming in. Or my name is uh, Van. My pronouns are they, them. Creating a safer space for people to also then feel comfortable to then share their name as well as their pronouns. So there's not this risk of invalidating or, or causing that harm that's unintentional. Interesting. So when did you feel that you wanted to really be a, a spokesperson advocate? Because it's one thing for you to have the courage, Van, to really share your story, but you also decided to really be this advocate and write about it, talk about it, and, and uh, share your story. So unfortunately for me, it didn't quite feel like a choice. Uh, I've been out since I was very young and I was institutionalized. And because uh, being trans has, was considered a mental illness up until the last couple of years, and it's still treated as so. So I spent a good portion of my life in many different um, psychiatric conversion camps to cure me of being trans and being LGBT plus. Whereas 
there was nobody advocating that that's not okay. And even today in, in, our, in our world, in our community, there are a lot of people who continuously view my identity as something that is wrong, unnatural, um, a mental illness. And it's not fair for people to exist in a world that demonizes them uh, and views them uh, as, as, as wrong, um, as well as attempting to erase these identities. And so seeing that there wasn't a lot of people out there doing this work or aren't doing justice by this work really showed me that if it's not me, then who else? And I don't mean that I'm the only one and I don't mean that I'm the best at it, but I just mean I'm not consistently seeing people who aren't burning out or who are doing justice to, the, to, uh, to my community. And that's what kind of forced me into doing the work that I do. Yeah. No, and like all things, as Gandhi once said, we must be the change we wish to see in the world. So I admire your courage for really sharing that. And even though you say that, um, I don't know if it's a choice or whatever, but like you're saying, like you had these various um, experiences in your in your life. I remember um, I went to this SBA award ceremony and K Caitlyn Jenner, is, is that the um, Kardashian? She, she's... She, so even now, like I'm, I'm hesitating. Like, so if I say Caitlyn Jenner, she's trans. So do I say they? How do I introduce? So just say, so Caitlyn is trans, right? And so she said something that was so powerful. She said she knew that. Or again, so should I? I don't know. I don't even know how to say this. So do I say she? Or I mean, I don't even know. I mean, I'm. Um, so, so there's two ways to go about that. So my understanding based on what Caitlin has shared uh, to the media is that Caitlin's pronouns are she, hers. So if she's shared that and that's her pronouns and those are the pronouns used. If you're not sure, then you just continuously insert her name. Caitlin said, Caitlin did, Caitlin was. Where, anywhere that you would put she, hers. Okay, um, so, so Caitlin said that she knew that if she were to speak on this and ultimately be the person she wants to be or, or Caitlin wants to be, she said that, well, if, if one person, their life is saved by me coming out and telling the world who Kaylin is, therefore it was worth it. And that was very telling because it's kind of like what you're doing, right? You are sharing your story. People may or may not want to hear it, or maybe they have what you mentioned, this, this transphobia, transgressions and whatnot. But ultimately, it's, it's one step forward in hopefully a better, more appreciative world because I mean, from a practicality standpoint, Ben, I mean, how do we educate more people? Because frankly, again, I don't consider myself, uh, well, I consider myself, I always want to learn, right? I openly admit, okay, I'm ignorant to certain subjects, but even me trying to introduce Caitlin, I honestly don't know if it's a she's or they. And for me to like look that up, I mean, practicality wise, I mean, are there like basic steps that we can all do each day to, to learn more and to, to be more aware of that? Yeah, so the first step is going to be awareness, cultivating an awareness, noticing when you're engaging in, in gendered language, noticing when you're struggling, right? As uncomfortable as it is, it's in that discomfort where that shift is going to happen. So the more that you're aware, the, the more aware you become, the more uncomfortable you become with it, which then alerts you to, okay, what else could I, uh, what else could I say instead of this? and really practicing and trying. And over time, it eventually happens, just like anything in learning, it's repetition and practice. But that first part is awareness because you can't change something that you're not aware of. That's a great point, Van. What's one hope you have when someone reads your book, Van, what do you hope that your reader really takes from your book and what kind of emotional impact do you feel that they're gonna have after reading your book? 
I'm really hoping that it creates more room and freedom, um, almost like a bit of a burden being lift about parts of themselves that maybe they didn't recognize existed so that they can live a more authentic life, um, as well as, of course, the impact on how that's going to impact others. Because the more that I designed the book so that we examine ourselves and apply it to who we are so that we can learn, so that it integrates, so that we can do the same for others that we're engaging with. And my hope is to create those safer and more affirming spaces for ourselves as well as others so that we all can go into spaces and not feel triggered or feel pushed out or unwanted. That's great, Van. Thank you so much for your time today. How can our guests connect with you and read your book? Um, so I, I'll send you some, some links. I have a, a Facebook page. I have an email. Um, I also have a, a whole link that links to some other articles I wrote as, as well as those things that I just mentioned. Yeah, instead of saying like, so would LinkedIn be the best way or, or what do you suggest? Just oh, yeah. Oh, I apologize for that. So LinkedIn works great. Uh, I, I, my name is Van Ethan Levy. Um, and even if you Google that, you could find me on a bunch of other different sites. Uh, but my email address is my full name as well. Van Ethan Levy at gmail.com. Great. Van, thank you so much for being on the show today. Have a great day. You too. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Gifters Podcast. If you want to learn how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com to learn more.